Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Drop Your Buffs Podcast, where we recap the strategy, social game, and stupidity of each Survivor episode. Today, we are joined by a very special guest. Dion, can you tell everybody who's joining us today? Brendan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> we have Brendan quite the introduction. Smith, the very uh, first, uh, I guess, very first jury member of the most recent Survival Challenge. Welcome, Brendan, and thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. This is, uh, I'm super excited. This is going to be a lot okay. of fun. Good. Okay, so I just want to, for all the, for all the listeners at home, You've had a very interesting experience as the first jury member. Even though you <laughs> were the first jury member, you weren't the first person to be sitting at tribal council as a jury member. What happened? Yeah, yeah. So um, during my time in the game, I got really sick. And it was the classic dilemma of I don't want to seem like the weak link and mm -hmm. tell my tribe that I'm throwing mm -hmm. up and that I'm <laughs> sick. Because um, I don't want to get voted out. Um, but at the same time, you are you know, also like, slowly dying. <laughs> I'm also slowly dying and I'm running off all the time. And people are like, what, what the hell is he doing? I know he can't be peeing that much. So, <laughs> um, so, you know, I get voted out. Um, and yeah, I was just really sick and I ended up having to go to the hospital. I got, um, rhabdomyolysis, which is basically like skeletal muscle breakdown. Um, and it was I like preemptive kidney failure. Um, yeah, uh, I had jaundice. My eyes were like all yellow. It was really bad. Uh, so I, have a, I have a question. Do you think that this was brought on from your experience out there? Or is this something that could have been brought on prior to you actually competing? I think it was brought on to me prior to competing. I don't think I prepared well enough. I worked out a lot, but I did not put on a lot of weight. And I was pretty oh. skinny going into it. And the other thing was I was like the only person in the game that always got the short end of the stick when it came to any reward relating to food. Cause you guys know how it worked. We didn't swap tribes, like mm -hmm. actual tribes, but for all the food challenges, they would mix and match the team. So you would have to intermingle and I would never come out on top of those. So I didn't I realize like, that I was the only yeah. person in the game who never ate. It was really weird. Yeah. That's interesting because I think our season watching your season we were like, these guys are getting so much food and they're getting so many rewards because we had very little during our season. Yeah, no, I, I never hear, had anything. Right, so to hear that you didn't have that, also you were dealing with the extreme heat where we were dealing with like the rain and the cold. So you also had that, like that to consider. So you were probably dehydrated. You didn't have any food. <laughs> so it probably was affecting you twice as quickly as it would have affected us in our season. Yeah, I mean, they had that moment, um, like the second day where everybody was just like getting sick. I know Luke, uh, somebody else got sick, might have been Stephanie, and mm -hmm. they had to give out like electrolyte packets because they were like, you guys like need to just relax. I mean, like 11 challenges a day in the 95 degree heat is tough. Um, <laughs> it's it's Did tough. Did you hear so, that, yeah, everyone? That definitely took a toll. This survival yeah. challenge is tough. It's real it's life. real. It's real. It's real shit. <laughs> well, we're glad you got through it and that you were able <laughs> to eventually join the jury. My favorite thing was when Austin got voted out and he became the next jury member. And there's just a picture of Austin <laughs> holding your photo next to him. Yeah, like, yeah, on a stick. 
it's so funny it's one of my favorite <laughs> things. but we're glad that you're yeah. through and that you're here and you can talk about this episode of survivor winners at war have, yeah, how, too, how, how are you feeling about this season are you pumped Oh, it is already so legendary. So many great moments. Um, and, you know, they're really staying away from the game changers, you know, gameplay, gameplay, gameplay. They're throwing the character moments in there, and that's really what the audience wants to see. Oh, so I'm I loving haven't it so thought far. about that yet. You're yeah. right. Like, game changers left kind of a sour taste in my mouth when it comes to all returning season. And I yeah. think you just hit the nail on the head that it really was – it wasn't super fun. Game Changers mm. was weird after everything. Was, and you're right. This is so much more character. Yeah. yeah. And I think I mentioned last week that we are getting a lot of those like character moments. We've got Tony with the ladder. We've got oh, more classic. of those episodes. Tony with the shark. <laughs> but my whole thing was last episode, I was like, that's cute and all, but I want to see the game. So, mm-hmm. you know, there is that juxtaposition of like, which one would you prefer to see? However, you do kind of need to spice it up so it's not just one thing the whole time. Um, so it is kind of nice that we've been seeing that. But before we get right into this episode, Brendan, how would you feel about some rapid fire questions? Bum, bum. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm so excited. All right. So <laughs> well, speaking of me. rapid fire questions, oh, yeah. Brendan is like the master fire blower because he had this super cool, unique oh, way that he would right. blow on the fire and he won his tribe a fire challenge doing yeah. this crazy yeah. thing that if you're not watching the video, it's like pinching your fingers together, blowing through. It's great. Yeah. So. so you make like a, like a little <laughs> diamond with your fingers, as you can see right there. And mm-hmm. uh, that like propels a jet stream of oxygen. And that's like the best way to uh, stoke the fire. So let's there see if that go. helps you Everybody for questions. It's not just a pretty face. There you go. Um, all right. Are we ready for rapid fire questions? Bear with let's me because it. I wrote these on my phone and I'm currently recording on my phone because technical difficulties. <laughs> Good times, Wonderful. guys. All uh, right. All right. You ready? Do it. All right. First question. When did you start watching Survivor? Oh, man. When I was a little kid, my brother was a huge fan of the show. So I always grew up watching it in the background, but I really mm-hmm. got into it when I was like 16. That's when I really started to get a deeper understanding of the game. And how old are you now? I'm um, 20 now. 20. So four years ago. Oh, wow. Basically four years ago was when I really like, I was watching Blood vs. Water and it was just like, and it, clicked. it just clicked. It clicked. And I was like, man, I really get this. And I turned to my brother watching it with me and I was like, we got to get on the show, man. I love yeah. it. We, we got to do All this right. thing, man. Well, then carrying on with this question, how much of Survivor have you watched? All of it. You've watched right all after, of it? Yeah. So right after that moment, like where it clicked, I was like, well, now I got to go rewatch all the <laughs> stuff that I'd seen, but with this new perspective on it. I oh, love cool. it. So, so, so does that make you a fan, a super fan, or a super duper fan? Uh, I, I just consider myself a super fan. A super duper fan are the people who are sending in tapes every day and are bothering CBS all the time. I'm not like that, but uh, okay. I'm a super fan for sure. Okay, cool. All right. Are you an old school or new school person? Ooh. Ooh. Season-wise, I'm an old school person. I like the old school seasons. Uh, mm-hmm. 15 through 20s, like the golden era of Survivor. Mm-hmm. Um. But player-wise, I'm definitely new school. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, are you team J-Cal or are you team Sele? 
I'm team Decal. Uh, Decal, Decal. How are you pronouncing? But I'm team Decal. Uh, Tyson the Red is Tribe is one of my favorite players of all time. I, I'm backing him the whole way. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, Tony Tyson. You know, I mean, Yule. Uh, who who would have seen Yule coming out this strong? So <laughs> yeah. it's it's amazing to see their tribe. That that might be the best tribe of all time. Like okay, I feel like you're gonna have a- fun agreeing with Hannah during this podcast. Um, Next, and I'll make this the final one. If you were sent to the edge of extinction, oh, wait, I've got two more. Okay, first one, if you were sent to the edge of extinction, who would you give your fire token to if you were playing with this current cast? Oh, Uh, what tribe do I start on? Is that a fair question? It doesn't matter because you can give it to anyone. Oh, man, okay. Um, I'd probably (laughs) give it... I'd probably give it to like. I'd probably give it to like Adam. Okay, I saw that coming. Because I think like, just from like an outsider perspective, if you were on the season, Adam is somebody who the cast is gonna view as like a little bit more naive. Um, and I don't know. I feel like, I feel like the people that are playing with him sort of expected him to go early. I'm not sure if he's going to go early, but right. I feel like they. He's one of like the obvious like early boots one just looking at like the cast mm-hmm. so like for him to have more fire tokens then it'd just be like fun to for him to give away too like that'd be <laughs> funny for me all right but yeah no and, I, I don't know really just no caution to the wind on that one i don't really have that's a, fine i mean i don't yeah, know who i, I like pick. but all right you get sent to the edge of extinction you turn up who would you hope to find there to spend your time on edge of extinction dion <laughs> or Hannah? Dion or oh. <laughs> oh no, this is gonna oh, set up man. our podcast very. <laughs> um, one of you two, I can get to quit easier. Probably, probably you, Dion. Just, uh. I feel like I can get you to quit pretty easy. <laughs> really? We'll yeah. see. I think that there are pros and cons for both of us, and we would love to spend. Could you imagine the three of us on the edge of extinction? We'd get nothing done, but everything done. Wow, that's quite I, I the statement. Right. I, I hope I never have to go through that. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of intrigued by the whole thing. And in the re- oh well, that's all for rapid fire questions. But I'm intrigued by the whole edge of extinction this season because are you noticing that they're getting more screen time than like half of the people still in the game? I know, like Natalie had a ton of airtime, and I don't think Nick or Kim had a single moment this episode. No, right? Wendell's in neither. Natalie's winners edit confirmed. Hey, you know, I I think as an extinction would be amazing. I think it's a great twist, but if they just cut it at the merge, let's hope one person, Mm -hmm. or or maybe two people at the merge. If if they want to bring back two people, let two people come in. You know, I think I think what Mm -hmm. they said in an interview, and I think it was Jeff that brought it up. It's that you want to have something that gets its final hurrah in the final episode if you cut it halfway through the season then it's done halfway through and you don't really have anything to Mm -hmm. kind of like pitch the season towards for the final episode so i think that's their whole take on it um however i do agree that coming in at the merge is a much more even killed kind of like playing field but i i understand the logistics of it but i don't know like maybe there's a different something that you can have happen in the final episode. Yeah. I um, have a friend 
who has a friend that kind of was in production who a little birdie <laughs> a little birdie told him that this season is amazing you know months ago after it was done recording mm-hmm. so there is an edge of extinction the season is amazing and i feel like they wouldn't have called the season amazing if we had another chris underwood incident so you're, you're i've been totally pretty hopeful right. but here's the thing I, in in chris underwood's defense he came in and he did a lot of things that we exactly. weren't expecting he played. And he played the hand that he was dealt. You know, like what ex- else can you do? Exactly. Yeah. So and, I think, and to know, his credit, for those couple days that he did come back for, he played his ass off. He, I mean, he right. did everything he was supposed to do. Yeah, and I, I think, don't begrudge him. You know. No. And I think and the he's hard a really part, nice guy. <laughs> yeah. And we all look at it as like, but he came back for a couple days. I know. But, but it's kind of like, you know what, when you're on the edge, you're also still part of the game. And we're discovering that a lot this season. Um, mm-hmm. Do you mind if we just kind of get the edge of extinction out of the way, just like at the start of this? That way we can yeah. talk about the tribes that are still in the game. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, while we're here. Yeah, so we kind of go in and the first thing we see is we've got those like rolled up scrolls and there's three of them and they're wrapped with those shells. Um, do you guys, like just on per- first perspective, you walk up, they're sitting there. What's your brain thinking? Like, is, are you thinking anything at this point or are you just kind of like wanting to read it? Oh, well, I mean, if I was alone, I'd probably read it on my own. Um, but I pretty, did they walk, they all walked up together, didn't they? You know what? I thought about that too. I just realized that I thought about that in the moment. I remembered um, the first Edge of Extinction um, season when they were reading their clues all together and then Rick Devins figured out a clue in front of everybody and he should have figured it out on his own. So mm-hmm. I thought about that. I thought like, Oh, don't open it in front of people. You don't want to solve it in front of people. So yes. My like, so my they- other uh my other like worry with that is mm-hmm. what if you get like the uh the token teams thing where it's like two, you know, each mm-hmm. if you have something and one's empty and one's with something and now you're stuck with whatever no. and you gotta cover. So you know, shake them all face. first to figure out if there's something different. Something like that. <laughs> right. Well well, there's a couple ways that you can look at it. The first thing I noticed is Natalie picked up all three and took them back to everyone so that they could all have it. You know, it was very obvious that she could have just picked one up, read it herself, and just disappeared. Oh. Um, but the other, well, see, that's the thing. It's like, why mm. are they, why are they like, here you go, here you go, here, like, why? Because it's I think girl it's, power I think it's human on element. the island. <laughs> I, think, I also think it's just the human element. You're, mm-hmm. you're starving. You're with each other 24-7. You're There's fishing really like for no each other. separation. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. And, and like we did see Amber mention how they're all working together the whole time. Mm-hmm. But as soon as this happens, she went off by herself. I loved I that. Think, but I don't think Amber would have picked them all up. I think she would have just taken hers and gone for it. Okay. Speaking of Amber. So when they're solving this um, clue thing, mm-hmm. um, I had this like dichotomy of wanting Amber to solve the puzzle and figure yeah. it out. But also, I don't want Boston Rob to get the advantage. Sorry right. to everybody who loves Boston Rob, but I didn't want him to get the advantage. So it's like, I want Amber to get it, but I don't want Boston Rob to get it. And you guys right. know I love Natalie. I love Natalie so much. But uh-huh. just like while I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, Amber, I would love for you to solve this. Yeah. I mean, I think that I've got a soft spot for both Amber and Danny just because they're those old school players mm-hmm. and you just kind of like want to see them do well in a new school setting. Um, and like we had that little cute moment of, you know, Danny went and caught a fish and yeah. it's very, 
it's very evident that they're wanting to give these women a really like strong, empowered edit. I mean, last time we saw the edge of extinction, all we saw was Reem covered in a blanket, sitting in a corner, complaining <laughs> about everything. And it was amazing. And, and we loved but, every second of it. <laughs> but the thing is, this season, every time we talk to these women, they're just kind of like, I'm still in it. I've still got it. I've got yeah. this, blah, blah. Like, yeah. it's such a completely different Do you, do you think time. that that has anything to do with the fact that they're all winners and that that's just how they're all coming across? Oh, that's I mean, I mean, Reem, you know, Reem is obviously not going to compose herself the same way that a winner is going to. Somebody who's been through this game 39 days and understands what it takes to starve and, and you know, go through all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I don't know. And, that's just the point. But And they knew know. what they were coming into, coming to the edge, whereas Reem right. just yeah. showed up and had no idea what was going on. <laughs> and not only that, but production has really been pushing this whole winners at war edit. So, like, I think they do want to give everybody kind of like that, like powerful winner edit, um, yeah. because you don't want to put people out there that come across as weak, um, incapable, because you want the best of the best out there. Like you really need to show each of these people in their best light. So I love, uh, I love Danny in her first season. Hannah, this is just going back to what you said. Um, mm-hmm. I loved Danny in her first season. She played an amazing game. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, is she really just like, she's not doing it for me this season. She's really, she's really slacking and she just seems, she doesn't seem there. You know, she just doesn't seem like she's in the game. She doesn't seem like she's paying attention to the, right. to the social dynamic as it's happening. It was totally um, not what I was expecting. But on the too. other hand, Amber, somebody who I feel like was dragged to the end and won because of a salt fest. Uh, mm-hmm. She is now somebody <laughs> who I feel is, is totally Sorry, in the game. Salt fest? Got screwed. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can't. Oh, are salty. And, yeah, you know, you know what I'm talking okay. about. Like salt fest. All these people, yeah, salt fest. All these people are, you know, yeah. I I just feel like they were all pissed at Amber because of right. Rob. They voted oh, her right. off, and then, but she's in it. You know, she, she she's there. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's easy to root for Amber, especially because we didn't really get to see that last time that she won. Yeah. yeah. I think we're actually seeing the best edit of Amber that we've seen in any of her seasons. Yeah. And it's only been three episodes. Yeah, but that's what that's what the Edge of Extinction is doing. However, if you get these clues and they're wrapped up in these shells, do you just ignore the shells? I feel like we've never I didn't even think about it. Really? Because mm-hmm. for me it. it's just kind of like and also they walked off without their clue oh i couldn't stand that like why are they going up that hill without holding the two i would have yeah i would have had everything with me like all right picking up these crates i'm bringing the crates with me with the numbers on them just in case just kidding i wouldn't do that but yeah you take the clue with you well they seem like like for me like i don't know if it's just the way that my brain like works but like it seemed like a rookie move to not first of all not take the clue and second of all just like take this big row of shells off and just leave it there. Like it just, it seems a little too, why would they give you a string of shells? Like it's, yeah, it's either an like piece of an idol, like it's something, you know? Um, so it's kind of like our friend Evan said in our group chat, he said, Natalie's obviously played an escape room before. Like that's such an escape room thing. Like count the amount of these and. The, uh, the number a, is somewhere. <laughs> there was a Reddit comment that said Natalie is just playing her own mini game of the Amazing Race out there. 
Like, well, that's the thing. <laughs> like, I brought it up in like the last episode or something that both Natalie and Amber have played two seasons of The Amazing Race. Yeah. And they were two people to end up on the edge of extinction together from the beginning. So I, it doesn't surprise me that they'll have that mentality of just like, just go. Don't worry about these guys. We've got to do our own thing, which is a very much an amazing race mentality, but not necessarily a survivor mentality because you're, you're part of a tribe. You have to work in unison. Like, so I don't know. Maybe- I, I feel like the edge is just a completely different dynamic though. And it, something I'm surprised that I haven't seen yet is why is nobody trying to get somebody else to quit? Cause that's what I originally took the edge of extinction for. I thought it was going to be like a harsher version of survivor where you're trying yeah. to get people to raise that flag. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I just don't know that you can get back in the game and like would people honor that for a win i would i'd be like dang you got them to quit and then you wouldn't okay so here's how would how would you get people to quit what would you be doing brendan oh man that's so tough i feel like that's all situational like you got to know the person you Uh got to know what they have at home Mm -hmm. uh you so you would be like using so it's not like you were like sabotaging someone like in the middle of the night like throwing sand on them or oh, oh what no i'm not gonna be like a dick but like you know <laughs> like, you're just gonna, gonna talk about their children at home and, yeah, and try to well, guilt I mean, them yeah well I, i'm not i mean like i'm not gonna do like i'm not gonna be like a fourth grader like meh you know <laughs> throw stuff at them and like kick them but you know i will definitely try and you know coerce them to, to get off my island would but, you be uh, trying to be obvious about like that you're coercing them? Or are you trying to like really subtly? I mean, at first of it, it would have to be subtle, but then if it like doesn't start to work, then like, what do you have to lose? Cause like only one of us is getting back in anyway. So if it's you, then I'm gone. And if it's me, then whatever. And if it's but neither have, of us, then. I have <laughs> another take on it. So if everybody stays and you do manage to get back into the game, we know that the jury is now made up of every single person left in the game. So you can do the other thing where you try to appeal to everybody and then hope that they vote for you to win at the end, which is possibly what happened with Chris. So rather than getting people to quit, use them for votes to help you win. That is... That's a good point. That that is, in essence, the dilemma of Survivor, isn't it? Uh, Right. Uh, Yeah. I feel like like if you're going to try and get people to quit and you sit there, you just have to like, own it and just at the end be like i was doing that strictly so i could get back in you, you, there's no hiding from that sort of thing but you're you are right i mean the human connection is 100 percent the most important part of survivor well so. the thing is you get seven people to quit you lose seven potential votes you're right you're right this- but then that jury's smaller and the people in the game respect it will they though i think they will That's- if you pitch it right that's the dilemma. I mean, we'll never maybe, have the right Maybe we'll answer. see on season 45, right, Ian? Yeah, right. We'll see. We're head to head. Uh, this segues kind of perfectly into where we open up on Sele. Sele? Sele. Sele, yeah. But before I talk about Sele, I got to talk about that ominous, intense introduction to the episode. You better get ready. They're coming for you. <laughs> Do I have the words right? <laughs> well, they said like, something then, about. They said something about. Um, keep your eyes open. Oh, keep your eyes open. They're coming for you. And, and then the, it's and then it's Boston Rob, and he's poking at him with his eyes open. On his nose. Yeah, and what, what a great foreshadowing for the whole episode, right? That's the, exactly what I thought. I didn't battle. think it in the moment. In the moment, I did not think about the foreshadowing. I had no idea. 
But at the end, I was like, dang, they, 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 they got us. Yeah. It was, and I think somebody mentioned like, this is like the first time that we've seen an episode open with music that has like vocals, like in dialogue, like rather than like a tribal chant or something like that. It's like actually a song. And I didn't even notice that. Wow. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like almost narrative, you know, now that we're sitting here kind of like picking it apart. I mean, it was the shortest thing, but it was the most kind of like, it kind of lured me in very quickly. Ooh, it did. And it kind of <laughs> set the tone for the episode. Um, the music this whole episode was amazing. And as we kind of talk about stuff, I might just jump in and be like, and the music during this part was great. <laughs> so, the yeah. reason, so the segue that I was talking about, like you guys were talking about who you keep in for your jury, who you want to vote for you, and should you get rid of those people? Well, we get Adam talking on Sele about how he wants to target the big dogs and it's time to get rid of them. And here's the age-old survivor question of, do you get rid of the big threats first or do you keep them around as long as you can? Blah, blah, blah. Hmm. What do you guys think so, about that, about Adam targeting Boston Rob and Parv? I am loving this tribe dynamic for the simple reason that I can't figure out whether it's better to get rid of the person on top or bottom. Uh, and yeah. somehow it's the person in the middle. Uh, it's exactly. Because like, <laughs> like, Adam, you know, is really only out for the old schoolers at this point, but he doesn't have the trust of the new schoolers. Um, so he's playing way too hard, way too fast. Um, but at the same time, Boston Rob is basically a designated meat shield. There's there's no right. reason to get rid of him right now. You know, he keeps messing up. He keeps uh, he keeps being super aggressive in his gameplay, and at the same time, he's never the target. It's it's unreal. I I don't know. I I have, I have two questions out of what you just said. <laughs> the first question being. Did Adam come into this episode not having the trust of his alliance or was that something that happened during the episode? Because we've seen that him and Denise are like thick as thieves and she eventually voted differently from him. But I I honestly think coming into this episode, he had the trust of her. I think he was skeptical of Ben, but Ben liked Adam. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't necessarily know that he didn't have the trust. I think he lost the trust this episode. So oh, yeah. I th- I think from from a meta like yes he he did lose the trust but if you remember back to the beginning there was that whole scenario of Adam and Denise are running off um True. so he in that core you know outside of the old schoolers he's definitely more towards the bottom of that alliance yeah. um and I just really think that this episode like you said he really cemented that and I don't think any of them trust him anymore. Which is funny because this is no different to the game he played last time. You know, he was in the bottom of his numbers and he flipped and he tried to work with different people and, look, it got him to the end that time. But, you know, he says all the time, like, he was saying about Boston Rob, he goes, this is not Redemption Island, this is Winners at War, which I think was a really interesting take because people like Rob and Kim and even to a degree Yule, they used a group of people to get themselves to the end. And this is not a group of people that you can use. You have to work with them. And I think that's what's working against Rob this time around because he is very much like a dictator. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. no surprise what Rob says he believes is truth and the best option. He goes into every challenge being the biggest 
like most, I'm going to put my hand up for everything. He put his hand up yeah. not only for the rope, the ball on the rope, but yeah. to do the puzzle as well. Yeah. And they're like two of the only things that people can do individually. And he put his hand up for both for of both. them. It's hero rolling it hard. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, he's really kind of just trying to put himself in a position <laughs> where he can call the shots. And if he loses, it's on him. He doesn't have to rely on anybody else, which is a bit, in my opinion, a bit of a control freak. Uh, that sums up Boston Rob pretty perfectly. Control freak. <laughs> right. But then. But at the same comes- time, that's amazing to keep around because you, I mean, if he's just going to keep barking orders at you, barking orders at you, it's super easy to agree and go run off and make your own plans. Because usually that's the person that is the easy person to target later on. And mm-hmm. we've seen it so many <laughs> times where that person goes home. I mean, it kind of was the reason he went out his first season. It's just like, you know, he was a bit overbearing, a bit too much for people. And they were just kind of like, we eventually have to get rid of this guy. So I'm wondering if his game has come full circle and um, if he actually has something to learn from the new school is that he's kind of, trying to deny but I, I really think that he has to um take a step back he has to eat some humble pie i think so that's a that's a really good take dion i never i didn't even think of that well it's uh, it's just it's a new take because everybody just sees him as this like huge strategic game player but the thing is he's not in the numbers you know and why are you calling the shots <clears throat> it's it's just very it's very interesting for me I know. I love how, like, yeah, he's in a minority alliance, but he's calling the shots. <laughs> well, I think I think it's just his his mentality of like these guys are so much younger, and I know the game so much better that like my what I'm thinking is is the best thing to do right now, and these people will agree with me. And I just think that that's how he's wired, and that's how he's going to move forward. But what I'm curious about is we see a very similar edit from Poverty, which is, you know, these people are idiots and blah, 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 and you don't come and tell me and all this kind of stuff. Uh But we don't see them appealing to the other side of the camp. You know, we kind of see them waiting for the other side of the camp to come to them, which crazily enough has been happening, but not... Well, I think Poverty is in such a tough spot. I mean, she is probably more than anybody somebody who has no options i mean her options are anybody comes up to me yeah and that's something that she noted you know she has no options but the one thing that poverty does have going for her is that she did get that fire token from ethan oh Oh. yes i forgot about that well let's take a step back we saw very early on in this episode we saw the footage of denise talking about how she received a fire token from danny Mm-hmm. How did we? Did we? By the way, the music during that was pretty epic. It was like this, like boop, <laughs> boop, boop, music going on, and it was great. Okay, right. continue. And we also <laughs> had it mentioned that Adam had given her the other half of the idol prior to tribal cancel. So when all of the bi- the bags were being flipped over, she had the complete idol on her, which is why Adam was just very happy, happily emptying yeah. the bag. He didn't have the idol anymore. Yeah, it was all she was deciding it. Bag, mm-hmm. And that's why the camera She's was holding it. Oh, yeah, so it. great. And so, like, I mean, kudos to her. I mean, she, that 100%. hasn't sounded like there was any murmuring of what's going on. And I think she had a really interesting edit this episode because she kind of was everywhere. You know, she wasn't the main person, but she was, she was being informed about Adam going and telling the other side about the plans. Yes, she, she was. was. The one at the start who was getting a fire token. 
she she did get a lot of of footage this episode, but like not enough for people to be like, we saw so much of her, but enough to be like, she knows she's in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I don't think we literally saw Adam tell Denise that he was going to tell Boston Rob, did we? But like, I think that from when I watched it for the second time, it really felt like that conversation he was having with her. It felt like they just took out the part where he tells Denise that he's going to go tell Boston Rob. Because what he says to her, it sounds exactly like I'm about to go tell Boston Rob. He says, it's super risky. I know, but I, I know he trusts me. Boston Rob really trusts me and he'll be so glad it's not him. And so I think that he was telling yeah. Denise, but we didn't literally see it, but I was connecting the dots. Like I think Adam told Denise right away. that he So I have her. a question for you guys. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys think Denise is sitting prettiest in this game right now? I wouldn't say prettiest. I mean, she has an idol. She has two fire two. tokens. She's a oh. pillar of information from Adam. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Adam is running around this island like a chicken with his head cut off. So, I mean, is she sitting? I mean, she she doesn't seem like she's in the hot seat anytime soon. It seems like she's got – I could see Boston, Rob, Parvati, Ben. Before her. And Jeremy possibly going before her. This is well, just like her first season. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, uh, something I mentioned to a friend the other day is we were looking at the strongest people in each tribe. And I said that there was a final three in each tribe that I can see. Right now, I can see a final three of Yule, Sophie, and Sandra mm-hmm. on that side. Wait, and I Sandra? Think, Yule, Sophie? That, Not Wendell or Nick? Whoa! <laughs> wow! No, I, think, I think that they would get rid of Wendell and Nick as potential winners. I don't think wow. that Sandra can win against Sophie and Yule, and I think that they'll <laughs> use that against her. <laughs> I wow. think if Sandra gets to the end, there is not a question who wins. Really? How, you think she beat Yule? If Sandra gets to the end, Dion, she literally says, I am sitting here for a third time. Yeah. And you guys all, I've, I, she won on two separate occasions, both with not winners in the season. Like, or, I mean, heroes versus villains, I guess, but. It wasn't all winners. It was with new players to, or you know, not I just, winners. I just too. don't think it's enough to win now. Like, oh my gosh! Next, I, if you're I sitting just, next I, to one of the best game players in this season, why would they give you? He was the best player. He was charming. He was strategic. He did everything. But you know what, Sandra? You're here for a third time. Like, it just that doesn't. I just, I just think Sandra gets to the end. She, she knows how to work a jury. She's done it twice. She. I just think she's got a lot of competition this time around. Oh man, I, I that'd be interesting. That's a hot take. But I, I I don't. And, I don't it depends on think? how the jury views Sandra at the end. There might be people who like totally disrespect her at the end of it all. I mean, it's the same I thing. She's got a lot of friends in this game. She's I got know a lot of friends and, that would be and, like amazed yeah. if she actually made it. Yeah, if she actually did it, I I can see it. I just see her getting to the end and not winning. I feel like it's her time to. Wow. She's, she's gotten to the end and won. Could she's you imagine? Voted out, and she's gone to the end and won like a second time. This is the time that she gets to the end and doesn't win. So now, okay, so say Sandra does get to the end and she doesn't win, and now there's two two-time winners. Mm-hmm. Is Sandra like dethroned because she lost to the other two-time winner? Or like, <gasps> I think how so. does that work? She also yeah. Is oh, I think Dion's got a vendetta against Sandra. I, Sandra's one of my favorite players of the game. I Man. just think that it's – I just think it's a different season. And I don't think that that's enough for the winners because they're all sitting there going, 
Yeah, but if I got to the end with her, I'd want to be able to win against her. Mm-hmm. I I am loving Sandra's uh, change of pace this season. I uh, was yeah. watching a little bit of Pearl Islands with my brother the other day, and uh-huh. man, just seeing like her being this this uh, this you know just regular person cast to be mm-hmm. on this television show. It's a game show, you know. It's it's all prim and roses, and then now she is playing this character, and mm-hmm. um. She is, you know, like full throttle. And she mentioned in uh, the episode, she said, I'm really trying to switch gears this season because I'm retiring afterwards. Um, yeah. So I'm loving the change of pace from Sandra so far. Interesting. Well, okay. So that's that was my take on the strongest people in that tribe. Obviously, we have very different opinions. <laughs> I love it. How that would play out. But when I was looking, only time will tell. Well, when I was looking at the strongest people on the Sele tribe, my three were Jeremy, Michelle, Michelle. And, and Denise. Yeah. So, T- oh, totally. Those three. And so I, I, I like it. Of- I like it, but I, I, I <laughs> want those big game players and I want Boston Rob. I want poverty. I want, I want those people to stay in. It's entertaining. But do you not think that Jeremy and Michelle and Denise are three of the biggest game players on their tribe? No, I th- I think they are, and I I love the fact that Michelle and Jeremy, you know, sort of said, "We're not going to let either of you guys be right. We're going to make the decision." Um, yeah. And I think that's huge. I think that speaks volumes um, for them as a tribe. Uh, but really, everything I think once we get to a swap, I, I'm not sure when, but if we get to a swap, I think it's really just going to shake this entire thing up, and then I don't know. I love. I don't how- know what's. <laughs> um- I love how, you know, it used to be when they swap, when they swap. But since you just went through the most traumatic survival challenge season where there was no swap, like now you are like trained to say when they swap or if they swap, like you can't not say it anymore. In my my season, I, every single day was like trying to ride the middle as hard as I could Mm because I was just like, okay, I only have to do this until we get to the swap. Whoever I'm with, I'm good. I only have to do this until I get to the swap. And then, oh my God, we never swapped. And I'm sitting there at that fire making challenge at five thinking, if I lose, I am going to be hated by half my tribe. Like right after this, if we, if we don't win right now, it's over Like for half my tribe. They're going to hate me. So okay. you're, you said that you love Tyson and Tyson's um, like strategy when it comes to Survivor or Tyson's theory is that you always play on the like for the, what you're doing in the moment the tribe you're on right now what that situation is and to really not plan super far for the this tribe the before that swap. tribe yeah That's you just this yeah you got to survive this day and you figure it out so okay yep. but did that bite him in the butt this episode because we did see him go up to Sophie and Yule yeah. and say I think we need to go for Sandra and then we see a scene of Yule going up to Sandra. And what I picked up on is he pronounced it Sandra. So- Sandra. He played a full season of Cook Islands with. Sandra placed fourth. And, oh, so he called her. <laughs> and she was in the epic fire challenge between her and Becky, where it went from Flint to waterproof matches <laughs> to like, we're going to start the fire for you, whoever can build it the <laughs> And I think that that was. Yeah, just he a called her Sandra, didn't he? that we need to remember because we have to remember that in that season, Ozzy and Yule got to the final and it was the two women making fire. Like, I don't see how, how that could ever happen again. We would never see those two men 
make it through, like one of them would be making fire to make sure that somebody else goes home. Um, you know, it's, it's such a different game now where in that mm -hmm. game, he managed to, I, to be it's so it. strange for that, that season. It's particular because that was the first time where they had a final three. So it was just, uh, the first final right. three really, you know, threw that off, I think, um, a lot with the, I mean, I don't think anybody, Ozzy, I think had that locked if there was no final three, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that fire making challenge with the two women, I don't think we'll ever see that again, especially but with the, with the top two. Now I, I can't <laughs> remember specifically, I, I believe it would have been Ozzy that won the final four challenge that got them down to yeah. final three. So was yep. it Ozzy? Um, did, oh, cause they forced a tie. You voted with Becky and Ozzy voted with Sandra. Was it yep. something like that? Okay, because I was trying to figure out what circumstances. But then, why? Why would no you will have you will have you will have the idol? Oh, so neither of them could have been. You will have the uh, god idol. <laughs> okay, the god. Yep. Remind me about the god idol. That's, that's so the god idol was you could play it after the votes were read. It's the Tyler Perry idol. Ah, okay, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> god, why, Tyler Perry. Why, why is it called matter. Tyler? Perry? Yeah, what? Because he came up with it. Tyler Perry brought it back. <laughs> so weird. Well, that's oh, the only man. time that we can see it being played at Final Four. They don't let that happen anymore. Nope. Except for when Tony bluffed it and everybody bought it. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow, and they're both going, on the same tribe. <laughs> going well, back you to go. what you were saying about Tyson, I think like Tyson usually is somebody who does not play from the bottom. So I think he's having like a really mm -hmm. tough time this season. He's really going back to like basic A1 scrambling, you know, like who's, mm -hmm. who's the biggest obvious person. Um, and, you know, that's not really something that you're going to – you're not so, going to get a lot of that out of these winners, you know? When, um, um, what do you guys think? When you're on the bottom, I thought that if you're playing from the bottom, that you just try to get in real good with people and yeah. like, try to say, like, don't vote me out, don't vote me out. I didn't think that it was good to... Oust people. Throw, yeah, what do you guys think? But I, I totally that's, that's get... My, that's my game plan, 100%, is I want to get in as good and as comfortable with you as you can or as I can and then as soon as you give me like a little bit, I'm turning around and going to the people that you're with and I'm spewing and you're out. That's, that's what I want. Right. I'm on the you're going to use the information against them. Gotta be chaotic. There's no other way to do it because if, if you're just passive about it, then people aren't going to be afraid. Like Boston Rob, when he's on the bottom, you know, he runs up to Michelle and Jeremy and he's like, I know what the plan is. You know, he's all aggressive. Yeah. He's like, you guys need to stop lying to me. Uh, they're afraid to vote him out because that's so chaotic. It's so erratic. And you, you don't want to mess on, with somebody like that. Well, mm. on that moment when he did go up to um, Michelle and Jeremy, I thought it was very telling because he came up to them with this chaos. And Michelle was just so, oh, yeah, we're just running through the scenarios of Adam or Janice. Or, and he's like, that's not happening. And she goes, yeah, well, I, we were just talking. He's like, that's not happening. And she goes, well, what's he, he says, He says, never mind that. We know that's fake. <laughs> Right. But then quote she, quote. she didn't. Goes, Never mind that. We know that's fake. Well, and then Jeremy winks get, at him. <laughs> right. But she didn't get spooked. And she just looked at him and said, Well, then what's happening? Yeah. And I honestly think that she's tolerating him. Like, mm -hmm. she's not scared at all. These people are tolerating Boston Rob. And I think he thinks that he's more intimidating than he actually is. And it's that's so a, that's, a, that's a good take. I didn't I didn't even think of it like that. I just I, I if I if that was me, I'd be sitting there and I might have 
point literally said, whoa, chill, bro. Relax. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. But it's, it's nothing chill. new. You know, Rob said it himself. Have you guys not watched the show? Like, he was referring to Adam. He's like, these kids watch yeah. every episode. He knows that's not how I play. Well, apparently Michelle and Jeremy do know how he plays. And that's why they were just sitting there like, cool. Yeah. Okay, so he knows. What do we do? Like, it was just kind of, yeah. kind of more, it was more information for them, really. It might have actually bitten Boston Rob in the butt. Um, it more could than have, actually but, helped but, him. What, but what else was Boston Rob supposed to do? I mean, those are the people that are in the middle of that tribe, and he's on the bottom, per se, in that scenario. So, I mean, I, I think he has to go to somebody and say, look, if, if you're not going to vote for me or for, you know, poverty, you should vote for this person. I, right. I think that's just like the, the normal survivor reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, I do think he reacted rather than responded, which is... Well, right. Mm-hmm. But my, my whole thing is Boston Rob and Ethan were on the bottom. Both of them were pitched poverty. Ethan goes home, lessening Boston Rob. Should they have just voted for poverty? For I, my sake, for my entertainment, I hope not. <laughs> I, I just but my heart that, says no to Ethan. No, don't take out Ethan. I know. <laughs> but this know. is the thing. That's the thing. I'm sitting here going, these are the players that are kind of like expecting other people to go against their own people and not willing to do it themselves. Like we've watched some of these winners take out their closest ally to get to the end. Boston Rob has not done that. Ethan has not done that. These are loyal players who this at the so moment... Are shooting themselves in the foot because it's very they're trying unwavering to protect- style of survivor, yeah. And they're protecting poverty, who at the end watches Ethan go out and goes, "Sorry, Ethan." Like, poverty's also the person who's played with a group of, you know, the Black Widows and stuff like that. Like, she's calling the shots. I just think that they're they're kind of being outplayed right now because they're being too oh, yeah. too strong headed, yeah. and there is the opportunity for them to get further. And I don't know that they're taking it. And it's, it was really poetic because Ethan was the person who said, I need to get through this one. Yeah, he was the one. to get through mm-hmm. that one, the option was to vote yeah. out Poppy, in my opinion. And he didn't want to do that. So he went home. Oh, well, he went to the edge of extinction. And I, I think that's just a testament to their old school nature. There's not really much that you can change about that. I mean, Boston I mean, Rob has shown that he can backstab. Look, I mean, look at, his, look at his All-Stars game. But when he locks down with one or two people, that's it. And I don't think that that's a bad way to play Survivor. I think finding that one person is a, a great way to help yourself get to the end. I absolutely understand and I agree, but it, it wasn't, he wasn't in a position to be loyal. Yeah. You yep. know, and I think that's what we're seeing right now. People are trying to play the winner's edit, but they're not going to get to the end. So it's like, I feel like we're going to see somebody get to the end making some really questionable choices and they're going to be awarded for it because it's so different. And I think that's what the game that Adam's trying to play. I see what Adam's saying. I hear what he's saying. And I, it's just... It's You're doing a, it too early, you know? I, I know. I want him to succeed. I said last episode, I want him to take down Boston Rob. But then he's also mm-hmm. saying... I want Boston Rob to be close. I'm like, you can't have it both ways. You can't have your cake. Yeah. But that's what, that's what he said in his confessional. He said, I know everybody at home is shouting at me mm-hmm. that this is impossible. And then he goes, but is it? And I have like the hot take that I am, you know, 
it blew up in his face and it is Boston Rob, but I am totally fine with the strategy of filling in as many people as you personally can about the plan, Mm -hmm. even though Parvati told us that it's the cardinal rule to not tell people the plan. But I see what Adam is doing and I get it. You want to keep people close. You don't want to blindside people that you want to work with. If you're getting ready for a swap, even like I, I'm cool with it. And yeah, everybody was, is so mad at Adam and like, dude, what are you thinking? It's a great strategy, but mm-hmm. you have to know your audience. You have to know who you're pitching that to. Not and to like Boston, Boston Rob. Rob, Poverty, Ethan. It's just not the crowd that that's going to work no. on. Well, he, I know. The, I was just yeah, going to go say, the thing is he went up to Boston Rob. He went up to Ethan. He told them the plan. And then Ethan's the one that goes like, did anything that Adam do actually, like... Yes, because Anna? Adam voted for poverty. And what happened... I mean, the, the other four, they pulled a one-up on the three and the one, and, and they voted four so, uh, against mm-hmm. Ethan. So, I mean, Adam was in the dark. All the old schoolers were in the dark. Yeah. It was really the rest of the tribe that made the mm-hmm. decision. Here's mm-hmm. two things. Tell me coming doing this okay here's the solution for adam two things one he could fill in these people right before the vote even though they might try to blow up tribal but he could try if he thinks he could hold down the fort during tribal he could fill them in real quick beforehand so they don't have time to go scheme and figure out something else Mm -hmm. that's one thought second thought if you think about when Adam was talking to Ethan and when Adam was talking to Boston Rob, it was Adam in the power position mm-hmm. telling them what should happen or mm-hmm. what was going to happen. Whereas instead, as another survivor strategy that we hear is good, is that you are trying to help make the other person think it's their idea mm-hmm. and that that it was their choice. And especially when it comes to Ethan and especially Boston Rob, you Mm -hmm. need them to feel like they have the power and that they're making the decision. Now that's harder to do, but yeah. How do you, how do you get Boston Rob to suggest? Exactly. Exactly. But, and it's also like, he's what, like 25 years old, 20. No, he's not. He's probably my age, 20. Like he's probably like 28 or something. And, He's going up to like guys in their late forties and telling them what to do. They don't like that. They don't want to listen to what he has to say. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's fair because you can say that Adam's taking the same approach as these guys and these other guys have been able to get it to work. And we saw everybody vote differently from Adam. Like every single person wasn't working with Adam this episode. And so th- Poor guy. that's going to be, I mean, he definitely got it, the, the humble pie going on, but it's mm. like now, <laughs> does, does it actually put him in a good position? Because he's not threatening because no one's working with him. Like, is he, is he now? That's what happened to him in millennials versus Gen X. This is exactly yeah. what happened to him. I think he, at the merge, he right? became such a, I, such an isolation that he just became a non threat. And then by the end, he had this great comeback I mean, story. It it happened know. to him at the at the beginning of the Millennials Tribe. He was on the outs mm-hmm. with Zeke and Hannah, or just Zeke were on the outs at the beginning of Millennials. Mm-hmm. And then at the merge, he was scrambling so hard at the merge so that he could be on the majority number side of numbers that he mm-hmm. actually like pissed people off because he was scrambling so much and everybody was upset with him. And he was mm-hmm. the alternative between whoever 
was the merch boot. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And that's the thing. I just think that he's, he's playing the game he knows and he's playing with a different group of people, but it might, I just, I don't see him being the next person voted out of that tribe. No, neither do I. I, I think Adam will recover and I think that Adam will go far, but I just, I just think he's playing right now a little too hard, too fast. Oh yeah. Do you, do you think that he regains the trust of Denise or do you think he uses the information of the idol to stir up some trouble? <gasps> Oh, I think he, no. I think he tries to regain trust with Denise, and then if he can't, well, no, I don't think Denise would let that happen. I think Denise would keep a facade of trust with him in the in the scenario that he comes up and is like, "Hey, uh, you know, like I know you didn't vote with me. Like, I want to rekindle this trust." Mm-hmm. She, you know, even if she still doesn't trust him, she could very easily lead him along just to keep that idle secret a secret. But, but does he come up to her like, hey, or does she go up to him like, hey? Because really, he's coming he's up to her. One. He's coming up to her. Because he needs her? Yeah, he's going to be scrambling. Who, who else back. does he have? Who else does he have? No, I mean, that's fair. But I also think that she's in a position where she needs to keep him on her good side. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's. I mean, they they need each other from where right. they're at. They really, you know, they really do. And this is super random, but speaking of Denise and Adam, I caught on my second watch that at the very beginning of the episode, Denise calls Adam Almond Man. Like, I think that they were gonna go hunt some almonds, and I didn't notice it, but I noticed it on the second time because I had captions on. But she says, "Come on, Almond Man," and I was like, "What is going on? <laughs> What's I didn't, I didn't even notice that? that unless I'm." my captions got it wrong but adam is now almond man well the thing that i didn't pick up on the first episode that i picked up on this um, the second watch um was that um sandra said that she was going to be retiring after this episode which you said brendan do we one believe her and two if she is retiring do we think she's playing the game that we want to see her play her last time in the game I think she's going to play a more refined version of Game Changers, and I think she's got a little more room to hide. And we saw what she could do in Game Changers, so I'm really excited to see how she gets into it once yeah. they start getting into Tribal. Because, I mean, that first Tribal, they really – she was not the target at all. And no. she's a pretty obvious, you know, person to go. I mean, she doesn't really help in challenges. No. Uh, I mean, she did catch the shark, so I guess she is better around camp than she used to be. But <laughs> – she is an obvious threat. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's, it's just, man, it's like magic watching her just slide through these tribals. You know, she's so yeah. slippery. It's, it's unreal. Uh, but yeah, I do, I do think that she'll be done after this season. I don't, I don't think she's got any more in her. Well, speaking older, man. Yeah. But, and, and so, so we talked, you mentioned game changes. You talked about the fishing and you, you mentioned slippery and they all make me think of Tony. <laughs> and how many um, amazing moments that's he had so funny because <sighs> he he had the amazing moment of picking up the shark and everybody mm-hmm. being like ah. ah like he really is like and somebody mentioned it like last time like he really is a huge part of that tribal dynamic i think they were referring to sandra it was yule yule said that sandra's really good for camaraderie i think mm-hmm. that tony's coming out as this really good like camaraderie person as well. Um, Absolutely. I, mean, I, I thought it was hilarious that he was the person climbing up the ladder in the challenge. Like, <laughs> I know, I, I saw that too. I know, I know. <laughs> I was like, he was just like, boop, boop, boop. I'm like, they did this like a week ago, guys. They practiced. Can we, they can we just can, can we just go back to the fact that when he broke the first rung, he, the first thing he says is, can one of you give me a boost? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
And that's just, and that's just Tony. Like he picks up the shark, and they're like, he's afraid of sharks, but he still picked up the shark. But my favorite moment this episode, and it's potentially my drop your buffs moment, Uh-oh, has to be Sarah receives something from Edge of Extinction. Uh huh. She finds out that it's a clue that she has to go into the other tribe. <laughs> she takes on. We're all like, yes, Sarah. We want to see somebody do it. And she calls in backup in the form of Tony. But we only, the first time Walking we realized it happens. <laughs> <laughs> like, cut to him with I the stick. It. it was so great. Amazing. But Covert just, mission. And the two of them just enjoying the moment, I think, was the most fulfilling thing for me. How, they, how amazing is it that they have played every one of their seasons together? I That's know. so poetic in a way. And now they're on all winners. Like, what a cool six years that they've had. You know, yeah, and just we got to see their dynamic, like even just from her spitting into the dust and it going up, and they just <laughs> so great themselves laughing. It was also just, how how crazy is it that that lined up on Ash Wednesday? I I know, huh? So like, we've got religious producers. <laughs> I know that happened months ago, but that was a cool little Easter egg. I liked it. Yeah, we love Easter eggs on uh, Joppy Buffs podcast, so that was a there good we one. Do. And, um, but like literally just watching the two of them and then seeing her go in and like, I was a bit skeptical about this the last time we saw it happen in a survivor season. Obviously they wanted them to light a torch and then leave camp with a lit torch. This time around, they just had to like, Mm -hmm. they had to just kind of grab something and be like, you know, like discreet. And I think that was the perfect combination. Now I, I actually thought about it. I was like, have they seen this episode prior to going out there? Like how much of season thirty nine? But no, oh, because they, no, yeah. Were they filmed back to back? They so left right after end. Extinction finale. Right. Okay. Yeah. So they were filmed back to back. Nobody has seen this happen yet. However, right. we've got Boston, Robin, Sandra, who were there and gave the task. So these two people should know that there's a potential that somebody's <gasps> oh, going to come and try this How? In- oh, wow. That almost seems like unfair in a way. <laughs> Yeah, they really, know the advantages. Yeah, uh, and how how awesome is it that this is going back to the edge? How this is just another uh, great great moment of Natalie's the game knowledge of her to know that Sarah played her steal a vote correctly last time and to right. give it to her again. What a great you know that's and just that she awesome. Would, I, I she love would take that. the risk. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you've got that. You've also got the fact that she's a cop. And I think that's mm-hmm. a really interesting because she she said herself, it's like I'm going in for what was it? It wasn't undercover. It was like she's recon, going in for Co- recon, yeah, or covert it, or something, yeah, something. <laughs> right. So it's just kind of like I I think that Natalie has been doing an amazing job with picking the right people to give her um her tasks to in oh, order yeah, to totally. these coins. We now know that Natalie has three coins and she has the ability to buy herself an idol if she goes back into the game. Or, or buy an advantage. Or an advantage, yeah. Right. Which is huge. So, and don't you get up to three of those? Um wait, oh, you can I don't know. choose up to three? I'm pretty sure you can get up to three advantages. <gasps> I'm not hundred percent, but I'm pretty sure you can. Wow. So she gets My, an idol, I was she gets I was talking I was talking about this. Uh, with my friend, would you guys, I mean, there's a lot more people coming. There's a lot more opportunities to get tokens. You guys buying a pizza? Like, what's up with that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't have you, it in me. 
I couldn't. I oh. my, my love of the game would not let me buy. Oh, but but like, I'd be starving at the same time. Starving. Like, yeah. I will. I will say this. I Maybe you watched, pay it forward, get the advantage first, and then hope you get the pizza later. But like, ugh, I want right. a pizza. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I watch. Uh, Saray takes videos on her Instagram every episode. So really, I gotta follow her. Yeah, she might be doing them like during ad breaks or um, at the end of the episode. But she said she goes, "You production." She goes, "I see you with your fire tokens because." I know why I couldn't be on this season. She goes, because I'd be out there buying the pizza, buying <laughs> this. She goes, I'd just be lounging. She goes, I screw all these rewards. She goes, I'd be like, I'd want pizza. I'm hungry. And uh-huh. I feel like so funny from like a four-time player to say, I'm buying a pizza. She goes, I, I would be terrible in a in a fire token season. She's like, Hopefully I it's not a survivor pizza. pizza. Cause those are like, oh, <laughs> so bad. Apparently they're awful. Sorry, oh man, yeah. you know what? Uh, you know what Joe Anglum said though. He said that after he played Survivor, he could not go back to the real world and like eat normal people food. That like his right. diet, he he had to like completely change his diet. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm curious if that like scales across most of the people that go far into this game or like are well, starving on edge. Yeah, it's it's it said from a lot of people that they um it takes months for them to start processing food the same way that they yeah. do i'm sure they ever do. and i'm sure i think that really plays into why ben looks so frail this yeah season. he does that i do i don't think he gained the weight back did he but he looks more chipper i get more of a young demeanor from yeah. him yeah you know and if anything i think that he's gotten a few more years back because his first time out there he was a little more like rigid you know coming out there as this aunt dude you know obviously they talked about his ps uh, ptsd Mm -hmm. um and you know having like he he hasn't really um delved into that this time around he he seems a little lighter um and he seems like sure he's paranoid which you brought up at tribal council (laughs) that time but he doesn't seem tormented the way that yeah. he was the first yep. time around. And, I, and I'm glad they're not giving him um, the same edit they did last time. I think his edit the first time was appropriate, but I also think to, to like really just continue to drive that in, um, mm-hmm. it's sort of like Sandra when she continually says the queen stays queen. Uh, just right. It just gets a little stale after a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that they're switching it up and they're giving him yeah. um, another edit. And it's also, just to note, it's awesome to see all of the people that have won once and have not played again, mm-hmm. it's awesome to see how their edits are changing this yeah. time around. Yeah, especially Ben being one of them. His edit is yeah. so fun. I like yep. Ben this time, and I'm kind of like <gasps> Ooh, I love him confused too. by it. I know. I'm also know. confused by Tyson because <laughs> I, you know... Dion I know. is I, resisting the love of Tyson. Come on. I'm resisting the love of a lot of these people. I mean, I saw nothing <laughs> of him this time around, so I can't fall for that. For, but- for what it's worth, Tyson is having an awesome portrayal, which I can't really wrap my head around. Um, his edit seems to be doing fine. Um, yeah. I mean, the underdog seems edit, like, yeah. Yeah, he seems like he's getting a really good edit so far. I mean, that opening confessional, that's the most genuine Tyson I've ever seen. You know, oh, where he about cried his about daughters. his daughter? Oh, yeah, like so that's, that's amazing. I don't think they would uh, put that in just to snub him super early. So I have high hopes for Tyson. <gasps> and I, it's, I mean, it's, I, I think that's a, a sentiment because like a lot of the times his confessionals were always like a hot take on why he didn't like so-and-so and yeah. what he thought was stupid about other person. I yeah. mean, 
his version this time was talking about a ladder contract. Like, you know, like it's not, yeah. they're not mean spirited. They're just kind of like, this guy's crazy. Like, or he's talking about how he is the target and how everybody wants him out. Mm-hmm. And he's a little you know, more it, relatable. It was super, oh man, it hurt my heart to see him go up to Yule and give this good pitch um, just to see Yule consider it. And then in the next scene, just turn around mm-hmm. and tell Sandra, because mm-hmm. man, how many times have we seen that with Sandra where she's just talking to somebody and they're just spilling, spilling, spilling. <laughs> okay, there's one thing that Yule hates, and it's the poker alliance. We will not see Yule work with anybody mm. who was at that poker game, apparently. <laughs> no. We we did see a great scene uh, for the next time on Survivor, which was uh-huh. Tyson yeah. sitting down with the people. Um, I think it was Sandra and who else? Uh, Tony. Tony. And he said, we have to stick together, the people with connections. And I think that is He's the good. exact angle that Tyson he needs to work. Tyson is so smart. He's so but, smart. But that, that, was the, that was the thing that made me really bank on Tyson, like put my money on Tyson, was mm. he's had 10 years now of Rob has a podcast experience. Of huh. every single week he's on that podcast, he's talking mm. about Survivor, and he's mm. analyzing with Rob, who's one of the smartest people mm-hmm. you know, to ever And he's gotten into poker. Game. Or he's really gotten and into he's poker really, too. Yeah, and he's really gotten into poker. So, you know, he has that like game mode mentality like always on. And so I think like that knowledge is really going to help him. But man, he's really struggling playing from the bottom because he's never really had to experience this. Nope. So I'm look, I'm really excited with the gameplay that we're seeing. Like, yes, we're seeing a lot of social dynamics, but like we saw a lot of the Dakal tribe in the start of this episode. Like, for a tribe that hasn't been to Tribal Council very much and continued not to go to Tribal Council this episode, we saw a lot of their of their tribe, mm-hmm. which I think is a sentiment to the people on the tribe and the social connections they're making, their strategy that they're discussing, even though it's, you know, so many times we'll see an episode where we don't see a tribe at all, but that's because they didn't go to Tribal. But there's, st- there's still stuff going on. There's still dynamics we need to dissect. And... um. I'm I'm intrigued because it's like, will they ever go to tribal? We don't know. Will they ever go to tribal together? That's the question. Mm-hmm. Uh, will they know, ever swap? <laughs> will they will, ever swap? <laughs> and will Denise ever win another immunity? Or is she destined yeah. to only ever win one immunity? <laughs> one. And, and, Man, and by a second. tribal council on one occasion in her whole you know, survivor career of two seasons. I know she's uh man, she's gonna have a lot of opportunities to play that idol if it keeps up this way. Uh <laughs> so speaking of Yule, uh Yule, losing, though, oh, do yeah, you guys do you guys think that Yule is playing the best on the call right now? Yes, absolutely. Here's my okay, thing. I, I'm I think pretty we're getting, sure he's playing the best. We are getting Uh, we're always getting content from Yule. We're getting a lot of great content. And so the question is, are we getting this great content because he's going to be merged, boo? Or are we getting this great content because he's the winner kind of thing? You know what I mean? You just kind of have that in the back of your thought. Sometimes we get this great content and and they're voted out quickly. Out of nowhere. The producers are always... And I really hope it's not that. uh, I know, me either. I think it's worth noting, you know, going into the season, lots of people had the presumption that the people with connections were going to band together and really rule this game. And, and the other people that have been disconnected from the survivor community are, are not going to really have a chance. Um, but I think Yule is, is really standing his ground. He's really, really holding his own. Um, I think it's been really cool to see him come back. Did you guys, I don't know if this is a true fact or not. Confirm this if, if you know oh, it's true. But okay. I heard that Yule 
has denied coming back on Survivor multiple times because his job would make him more money in the time that he would be working, like than than winning again. Than than winning again, like going out and playing again. Like he Holy would make more crap. money just working. Well, I do know that he was like really uh, big in like Facebook, Facebook world, right? Yeah, and yeah. then I think now he works for Google. Maybe He's, that's well, maybe, that's insane to me. <laughs> Maybe this is just him getting some more followers. <laughs> right? Yeah, he's really than, active on social media. Money, you know? And you guys but know that this he's... this time it is two million. So maybe, that, maybe it's just enough for him to maybe get some extra money. And he said um, that he is going to donate his winnings to um, Alzheimer's research to benefit John, Jonathan Penner's wife has Alzheimer's. Oh. Uh, yeah, so uh, you'll have said she, it. I mean, she has MS, right? Oh, do I have that wrong? Oops, sorry. He has, she has oh, MS, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Wrong okay, one. Okay. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he said in interviews beforehand that he, and this is when he still thought that the winnings were one million. Right. And so, wow. like, uh, so maybe he'll so, pocket the other million. <laughs> <laughs> and I and he's like challenging CBS to match his donation too. So wow. let's hope some good comes out of this. Okay. So that well, has to do with like he doesn't great. need the money. <laughs> yeah, that's well, great. What, what I was going to say is, so we've we've talked about a lot of the, the dynamics. Um, we've talked about the idol on the Sally tribe. We haven't mentioned the idol on the Decal tribe. It's potentially still in two pieces. <gasps> we don't know if it's half. together yet. Yeah. Right. Sophie is the other half. There was no mention of it this episode. Um, I really and think Sandra's that- idol is that good until next tribal or. Did or it just when she go goes to tribal three times. We still don't know yet. Because remember okay. last season, Kelly, it was the third time she went to tribal council. Okay. Okay. Well, then, yeah, Sandra's, so, got, Sandra's got one in, in her pocket, too. I forgot about Sandra's idol, so thank you for reminding me. <laughs> so, all right. I think that's – we recapped a lot this episode. There was a lot of, like, really – topical gritty juicy stuff and i think next episode's gonna like just everything's gonna blow up i know guys we we should briefly oh sorry i cannot wait to see where things go in the case of a swap i just said Mm -hmm. i'm super excited uh for where this goes and i can't wait to see where things go in the case of a swap because i mean there's such a there's such a built-in cemented dynamic on each tribe right now that it's just going to shake everything up, and, and I really have no idea who's going to be able to navigate those waters. Um, before we end, I do want to give you my drop your buff moment. Yeah, I got to share um, mine my, too. Might be the my same drop one. Your buff moment is it's, it's a combination. It's, it's one scene, but it starts with Boston Rob when they get back from the challenge. Okay. It starts off by saying it's a standoff, and everybody's <laughs> looking at each other. And I just got chills running down my body. The music, know, the music. And I know that feeling. I know that feeling 100% really? where you're all sitting there and you're standing there together as a tribe after a challenge and you're thinking, oh my God, one of us is gone in like, in no time. And that moved directly into what I mentioned earlier, which would be the highlight of the episode for me. Boston Rob parading up to Natalie, or uh, not Natalie, I'm sorry, Michelle yeah. and Jeremy. And, uh, you know, saying... <laughs> You know, we know we know what's going on. We know the plan. We know you're blindsided in poverty. And just the, the shocked reaction of Jeremy <laughs> winking for no reason. It just seemed all very nervous. And it's uh-huh. just so busted, Rob. It's so aggressive. 
And uh, it's, it was just so much fun to watch that, that that's the type of survivor that when you're at home, you want to see, but when you're out there, you're scared to approach. Oh, and look- <laughs> uh, it's just, it's awesome to watch. That was, that's my drop your buff moment though. It was great. It was, it was a great scene. We've never seen anything like it. And yeah. the, fu- the thing that was mentioned was they all were just, they were just all running through their game. They were, all thinking oh, just sitting there thinking about what would be best for them so um, that oh. that face from jeremy during that scene with boston rob has kind of haunted me that face was kind of creepy so anyways uh, but my <laughs> drop your my drop your buff moment for me mm-hmm. it would not be right if we didn't end this episode by just giving a tribute to ethan when the three votes for ethan no four votes for ethan uh, no three was it three three it was three oh. and three Three votes. No, yeah, so it was it was uh, one on um, Harmony. It was three on Adam. It was four on Ethan. Four at the end. But it was it was the. Uh, oh, I forgot about the, Ben's vote. Yeah, so it was the it was the three on Adam, right? And then it was the three on, or then it was the one on Parv, and then it three was on. the four at the very end. My jaw was on the floor. Um, I was heartbroken. I was just. But my real drop your buff moment was when I remembered that Ethan had Edge of Extinction and I was ecstatic. And I've never really been ecstatic about Edge of Extinction until I knew Ethan was going to be there because I just, everybody, the whole world loves Ethan and we did not want to see him go. And I am so terrified about what's going to happen next week on Edge of Extinction. We saw clips of every girl crying. We saw Danny holding her head. Amber crying in the shelter, Natalie crying in the water, and we get this brief glimpse of Ethan, like looking like he's about to pass out, and someone well, saying, "To be fair, like, I think they were all shots of all four of them looking like they were about to pass out. Like, I yeah. think that was what yeah. it was. So but, I don't think they were crying about him. I think all of them had a potential of Amber's. Who laying, is it? Yeah, like and yes, I think that's what it was. So I don't, I don't want to spook you into thinking it was. You never either. know, though. Those, those next time on Survivor are always deceiving. You know, maybe they, they were. Remember Edge last time uh, when they all got a letter that they had written to themselves, and they all had to read the letters they had written to themselves. Like, what if it's just them reading their own letters to themselves, and they're all crying? Just kidding, it won't be <laughs> oh that. But right. <laughs> if it was, it'd be hysterical. So but I am. It's, I can see it being like, uh, like a compilation of like all of their. their their like tired moments where like they're exhausted yeah. and burnt out. They're just piling them all together. Like I can see that, but let's hope, you know, something, something doesn't happen. That's, that's like ground chattering. Uh, yeah. All let's right. hope, let's hope our sweet Ethan is safe and well. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I have thoughts on the progression of this season. We've had four people voted out. Is it time for a tribe swap? And <laughs> Keep them going point, a little longer. <laughs> are we going to see people return to the game after six people have been eliminated or after eight people have been eliminated? Because there are two extra people playing this season than there were the first time we played Edge of Extinction, which means there'll be 12 people left in the game if eight people get voted out and one person coming back into the game will make a, uh, a merge, yeah, merge. jury yeah. at 13. Or are they going to make this the biggest jury because it's edge of extinction, so we. Might I think they're going to make it the biggest jury. I wow. think they're going to. I think they're going to go <gasps> oh to the same gosh. point that they did last year. Well, just think but, about this. But I, they seventeen person alert. jury. Spoiler alert: If you're, you know, 
you're not caught up with like pre-game stuff that doesn't really affect the game, but everybody gets their family visit this season. So I don't know how that works. But, really? I didn't know that. Uh, everybody I know that everybody gets a family people. visit. So wow. I you know, I th- I think they're keeping everybody around, whether it's like jury, you know, I think everybody will be there. Um My, I don't well, hate it. I don't hate it. Yeah, that, I don't hate it either. It makes me think that nobody quits the edge and that they all stay so that people just go and visit them at the edge. It could just um, be everybody in the game at the time of the family visit. That's probably what they meant. Cause I but I also don't see any winners quitting. I don't see any of these people raising the flag. And I, I think the the interesting thing on the family visit this time around was because both like Boston Rob and Amber are out there, they convinced them to like allow more family to come out, which means mm-hmm. that like they can have all four of their girls. So well, you heard about the Tyson story. No. What's the Tyson you story? You didn't hear oh, you didn't hear about Tyson's <laughs> getting get all right. So basically, Tyson went through all this trouble with CBS, uh, all this paperwork to get his daughter on the family visit. He wanted his, what? if he made it to the family visit, he wanted to bring his young daughters out. Um, so he went through all of this, all of this paperwork, all the stuff. And they told him like, like it's, it's really like cool that you've, you know, gone through the process of allowing these younger children to now come out on the show, but now it's open to everybody. And he was like, well, no, like, he was all pissed off. He was like, I don't want, he's like, I don't want that to happen. He's like, what if I don't make it? And then I see somebody else's daughter out there because of all the work I put in. So <laughs> wow. he was all mad. It's, uh, it's the, um, the e- EW Canada or what is it? Uh, the oh, pre-game like the videos? Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like all, all those uh, pregame videos, like the interviews right before they got in the game. Tyson talks about it. If you go back and watch, oh, he'll tell so the story cool. better than I will. But it's funny, yeah. So that's why they can allow like all like these kids now and all stuff because of Tyson filling out all that paperwork. Thanks, wow. Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks, Tyson. He's a stay-at-home dad. What else is he doing? Yeah. Like, oh man. Just kidding. Yeah. No offense. He, to he actually dads. he he lives he lives like ten minutes from me. So weird. Wow. I've never that's... met him or seen him, but I I just live like ten minutes from where he, he's from. Uh, if he has a watch party, you're gonna have to have to go. Watch he, he tweeted about it. He tweeted about a Phoenix watch party and the potential of it. And uh, it was uh, he was making a joke. He's like, I just need somebody's basement um, to throw it in. <laughs> we were <laughs> Love, all it. Joking. Yeah. Love it. But, okay. Okay. Well, I mean, speaking of Tyson's premiere party somewhere in the future. <laughs> um, I hope you guys oh, all man. will enjoy the future episode next week. Brendan, it was so, so much fun having you on the Thank episode. Thank you guys. So I loved having me. Yes. I and had we a did. fantastic time. Good. And I just want to let everybody at home know that you made like three pages worth of notes on this episode. Yeah. So I, I love, I love this. I love this show. I love this As season. Sandra said, get on his level. <laughs> this is what we love so thank you for being a part of this oh of course thank you guys for having me awesome absolutely fantastic yeah yeah hannah i think you should uh cap us off drop all the handles drop the buffs drop the handles all right our instagram (laughs) our instagram handle is drop your buffs podcast our twitter handle is drop your buff pod my handle is hannah jillia dion's handle is dion alexander and Brendan, do you want to drop your handle? 
Yes. My handle on Instagram is Smith does the cha-cha. Yes. <laughs> you heard that correctly. <laughs> and my, my, tw- my Twitter handle is B Smith with two T's and two H's. I don't so think I give me, a, give me a follow. If you like listening to me rant about survivor and other weird shit. Can you tweet? <laughs> I don't even follow uh, occasionally. you. Occasionally. Yeah, right, I well. like Twitter. I, I'm mostly a lurker now. I used to tweet more, but <laughs> I try and stay off during the season, honestly. Especially yeah. with Australian Survivor, because... Oh, I've already gotten spoiled, like, twice. Yeah, too many spoilers. So, so but yeah, much. thank you guys so much for having me. Had a great time. Yeah. Yep. Thanks, That's everybody, fun. for listening and subscribe and rate and all those good things. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. <laughs>